Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. My name is Blood. My name is Blood. The evil spirit revealed its name, and I now needed to know the sin by which allowed the demon access to this young lady my wife and I were counseling. Why did you enter her blood? Because Maria had a tattoo. So said the vile spirit. My friends, Maria had traveled hundreds and hundreds of miles to meet us for prayer. She was in dire need of deliverance from the hundreds of evil spirits that tormented her. It was interesting to note that in this case, Maria had a number of spirits that named themselves Blood. That was their name. Blood, due to the fact that that the tattooing, the tattooing of her body involved some bloodletting. An evil spirit took advantage of the spilling of the blood to enter her body. A doorway to the demonic world is opened. Let me be very clear about this, my friends. When a person opens themselves to self-destructive behavior, such as carving, the tattooing of the body, cutting, participation in solitaire blood rituals, the thoughts and the attempt thereof of suicide, violence where there's the shedding of the blood. A doorway is open to the demonic world, my friends, to the demonic supernatural realm. is opened when a person opens themselves up to bloodletting, to self-destructive behavior, to violence. That involves the shedding of blood. The blood. Shedding the innocent blood. Shedding blood. Opens doors to evil spirits. The only blood. The only blood. That's holy. That's pure that will not open doors to evil spirits, is the blood of Jesus. The blood I'm speaking about is the holy blood of Jesus. And the holy blood of Jesus is upon you, my friend, listening to this broadcast. The shed blood of Jesus Christ is upon you. And it's the shed blood of Jesus Christ that can overcome this doorway of bloodletting, of self-destructive behavior and violence. 
as you know, this whole entire week, I've been dedicating these radio presentations, these broadcasts, to exposing you to the un- unfruitful deeds of darkness, exposing you to the various doorways that lead to demonic control, that lead to demonic possession, that lead to demonic attack. From the occult to abuse to abuse and trauma to cursed objects to the unholy laying upon hands to unholy sexual unions, we have dealt with many, many doorways this entire week. And we're going to continue to deal with some doorways on this broadcast as we look at the doorway of blood on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. And I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers and pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Born into a communist Cuban home in 1985, Rosa lived under the strict atheism of parents loyal to Fidel Castro. But her great-grandmother secretly shared God's love with Rosa, and the seeds of faith planted by the old woman, cultivated through prayer, came to harvest when Rosa received Christ just a few years ago. At boarding school, she was the only Christian, so Rosa did the same thing her great-grandmother did. She shared the gospel. And now she has three Christian friends she meets with in secret. Did you ever wish for more Christian friends? Maybe, like Rosa, you can make some yourself. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Sunday, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, just south of Dallas, at the Homewood Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco, Texas. 
Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. No child care provided, but we will be conducting public exorcisms and be praying for you for your miracle. That's October 27th and 28th, next Saturday and Sunday, Church of the Cross in Waco, Texas. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission, Atlanta, Georgia, at the Hampton Inn Suites downtown, at the International Boardroom Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street Northwest in Atlanta, Georgia. The Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Again, we'll be conducting public exorcisms. November the 4th, another public deliverance mission in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hampton Inn Suites, Grand Rapids Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5200 28th Street Southeast, Grand Rapids. In Grand Rapids, beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan, Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 17th, I'll be at, I'll be in South Florida, in the Fort, La- Fort Lauderdale area, Hampton Inn Boardroom Meeting Hall, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue, in Pembroke Pines. We just, I, um, in that Fort Lauderdale uh, area, and I encourage you to be at that Saturday service at 5 p.m. We'll be adding some more events very, very soon, including some events in New York City and in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we'll be holding a a um, series of meetings across the world, in Asia, in Africa, in Europe. And I look forward to meeting you in one of these meetings. But if you get a chance, next Friday, I mean next Saturday and Sunday, October 27th, 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, the Dallas area, at the Homewood Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco in the Dallas area. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. If you get an opportunity, please come to the meeting so I can meet you. A doorway, a sure doorway, I should say, to the demonic world is opened when a person opens themselves to self-destructive behavior, such as carving. The tattooing of the body, cutting, participation in solitary blood rituals, and I should also include the thoughts or the, the attempt thereof of suicide. I can recall my friends dealing with a minister friend of mine who had a childhood history of destructive behavior. As a young person, he attempted to burn down his parents' home. Which, I should add, incidentally led him to his demonization. Attempting to burn down his home allowed evil spirits to invade his body. He attempted suicide a number of times and was prone to periods of very bizarre behavior, such as breaking things for no apparent reason. During an exorcism with this friend of mine, I discovered he had several evil spirits that entered his body due to his self-destructive behavior. One was named Tobias, and the other, Lord of Destruction. And they both spoke forcefully through his vocal cords to me, Tobias and the Lord of Destruction. Tobias, why did you enter him, I asked. I entered Alex because he started a fire in his parents' home with the attempt to burn it down. 
Lord of destruction, why are you inside of Alex? I'm here because he breaks things and is violent. My friends, evil spirits will not only instigate the self-destructive behavior, but will also take advantage of it to enter the one who's bent on destructive behavior. The devil is a destructive being. He's not a gracious being, my friends. He's a destructive being. Jesus, the Lord, described the devil as one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Did he not describe the devil in this manner in John chapter in the Gospel of John, chapter ten? The devil, he steals. He kills. And when you kill someone, there's shedding of blood. And he comes to bring destruction. He comes to destroy. The devil and his demons are the ones ultimately behind self-destructive patterns and behavior, according to the Lord Jesus. Let me be very clear. The devil is the one who energizes a person to shed their blood in a ritual or their baby's blood in the case of women going through the act of abortion. Now, let me be very clear on this. God loves you, precious Precious sister, God forgives, God heals, and I'm sorry what you went through. But the fact is, demons energize. That's just just the fact. It's the devil who's the one who energizes a person to shed their blood in a ritual or their baby's blood. In the case of women going through the act of abortion, I should also say that we also should include ritual piercing, the marking of a body in a, a rage of rebellion. I'm astounded in our day and age in, the, in this country, the United States of America, the amount of people who have marked their body. God's word forbids the marking of the body. Your, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are made in the image of God. Why are you marking your body, my friend? Why are you marking the body? Oftentimes it's done in a rage of rebellion. When there's tattooing, there is some trickling, some spilling of blood. The blood will open the door for an evil spirits to enter your body. Now I shall also add among the, the things that we're talking about, any form of self-mutilation, cutting one's body, will bring evil spirits too. You know, God's Word tells us that we ought to honor God. We ought to honor God with our bodies. When we ignore this command, we commit the sin of rebellion, which the Scripture tells us is like the sin of witchcraft. And we know that demons traffic in the realms of witchcraft. So if you are in rebellion, if you are selfish enough to mark your body, to cut your body, to tattoo your body in some manner, then you are trafficking not only in rebellion, because rebellion and witchcraft witchcraft go hand in hand. You are trafficking in witchcraft if you're trafficking in rebellion. And if you're trafficking in witchcraft, you're dealing with demons. 
rebellion, which the scripture tells us is like the sin of witchcraft. It's very clear in 1 Samuel 15. And we know that demons traffic in the realms of witchcraft. But I'm here to tell you, God is quite capable of setting you free. And God loves you, my friend. Perhaps you're just tired of living. You just don't real you just don't know if you can handle another day. It's too much to bear. You hurt too much. You're constantly thinking of ending your life. I'm telling you, my friends, God is quite capable of setting you free, of saving you. Perhaps you're listening to this broadcast right now. You have not been saved. You have not been born again. You have not experienced the inner transformation of the heart. And if that's the case, I would encourage you to pray with me. God demonstrated his love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And this is the center centerpiece of this broadcast presentation of this broadcast today is that the blood that can cleanse the sins of shedding your own blood. Only the blood of Jesus can can cleanse you. Only the power of the blood of Jesus can remove the sin. For God demonstrated his love for you that while We were yet sinners. Christ died for us. When Jesus died, there was the shedding of his blood. In fact, in Hebrews 9, the author writes, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. There is no remission of sins. If if there was no shedding of, of the blood of the Messiah. Because the Messiah shed blood, he's able to forgive you, to cleanse you from all self destructive behavior of bloodletting of violence that involves the shedding of blood, the things that open doors to demons, and the blood of Jesus can remove the demons from your life. For we have defeated Satan, the scripture says, by the blood of the Lamb. So the the blood, I should say, the, the blood that's more powerful than any other kind of blood is the blood of the Lamb of God. Because this blood, in a very real in a very real way, is, 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 is sinless, it's pure, without blemish, it's holy. And in a very real way, we who are members of the body of Christ can even in the sacrament partake of this blood. Not only as a remembrance, but for empowerment to partake of his very life in Holy Communion. And God's quite capable of setting you free from the demons that compel you to self-destructive behavior, whatever addiction, whatever whatever it is that's driving you, God is capable of setting you free. He's, he's able to set you free from any form of violence, of rage, of hatred, of anger, bitterness, resentment. As demons are the force behind such heinous acts, I want you to pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Just say, Lord Jesus Christ. Cleanse me. Forgive me of all my sins. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Forgive me, in particular, of the sin of rebellion. Set me free from the compulsions. From the compulsions to hurt myself. And I command every evil spirit behind these compulsions to leave me now 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, furthermore, you need to repent of all the violent acts you have participated in. Because I'm telling you, violent acts could be gateways, doorways to evil spirits. And I want to talk a little bit about that when I return after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. It's easy to dismiss computer-based social networking as a waste of time and resources. But like other media advancements throughout history, ministries, including the Voice of the Martyrs, are seeing value in staying connected via Facebook and Twitter accounts and hosting online discussion groups. For example, members of the Be A Voice Network are sharing prayer requests, reporting on conferences, and providing updates on persecuted believers from around the world. Are you plugged in? Got a story, prayer request, or burden to share? Your entry point is persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news about another real-life Jesus freak. The year is 1079. No one will stand up to the tyranny of Bolslaw the Cruel, King of Poland. No one except Stanislas, Bishop of Krakow, who courageously rebukes the king. In response, the king sends soldiers to the chapel to kill Stanislas. When they rush in, swords raised, the bishop remains kneeling in prayer, and the men lower their swords. Hearing this, the king races furiously to the chapel, and he himself plunges a dagger into the bishop's heart. But in death is victory, as Boleslaw's own court unites against him, ending his tyrannous reign. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. You'll find more than 30 volumes available for you to download for free, ranging from uh, books on uh, the occult. I've written written an encyclopedia to the occult. Uh, I've read books on spiritual, all kinds of books on spiritual warfare, on exorcism, on demonism, on evangelism on how to conduct a deliverance. I've written a 577-page book, I should say volume, on the subject of miracles, God's miracles, to encourage the body of Christ to believe that anything is possible for God to those who believe. That's jbartlett.org. You'll find more than 30 volumes available for you to download today for free.
And I believe these books will encourage you, will inspire you, will equip you to fight the good fight. As I was reading before I came on this broadcast, my friends, that's what Paul encouraged young Timothy to do, to fight the good fight. And this is something we need to do, is we need to continue to fight. I recognize the days are evil. There's many things pulling at you in, in, in many different directions. But you need to stay in the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. And he'll give you the strength. He'll sustain you as he has sustained me. Not that long ago, my friends, while in Chicago, which is America's third largest city, we held a series of private and public meetings where we ministered to the brokenhearted, the afflicted, and the demonized. One 47-year-old man that attended the meeting had been bound by hundreds. We're speaking of hundreds of demonic spirits. Grudges, lust, adultery, critic, hateful, liar, fornication, lewdness, poverty, bitterness, doubt, and so many others. During our time of ministry with him, we discovered that through the deliverance process that he had suffered a broken heart. And various parts surfaced from within him. Deep, deep anguish surfaced with many tears. There was groaning and moaning as this part of this broken heart was finally able to surface and experience God's acceptance, God's love, God's peace, and God's deep healing. One part was 35 years old who had experienced some very deep heart pain resulting in a fractured heart. He was healed almost immediately and rejoined the core's heart. And during this discovery process, we located even a few ancestral, ancient ancestral dissociative identities that brought memories from prior generations that God removed. Now, you heard me mention this term, ancient ancestral dissociative identities. You're thinking, what is what is that? Well, I would encourage you, if you're able to, even today, get a hold of a small book that I wrote with Dr. Claire Fisher some years back titled Deeper Mysteries of the Deliverance Ministry, which can be downloaded for free at my website, jbartlett.org. You'll find more information on this subject of ancestral dissociation. It's a book I wrote some years ago with Dr. Claire Fisher titled Deeper Mysteries of the Deliverance Ministry. Now, during this exorcism with this 47-year-old man, an evil spirit named Bach surfaced from within and growled at us. He had been hidden in his life and furious that we had exposed him. In fact, this ancient entity had been in the family for hundreds of of years unexposed. We've been here forever, the Spirit boasted. We are here because of its ancestors' acts of murder. Ah. I'm telling you, my friends, shedding blood, especially in the act of murder, will bring demons through the bloodline. Will bring evil spirits to pass through the bloodline. Do you know somebody who's committed 
murder in your in your family. Perhaps you're thinking to yourself, well, no, that's 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 ludicrous. I come from a good family. That's good. You come from a very moral, upright family. That's good. But what about, let's say, four, five, six generations ago? Do you know if somebody secretly killed someone? Or if somebody in an act of rage assaulted someone and there was the shedding of blood? It's entirely possible an evil spirit invaded your ancestors and has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And this is something we're seeing over and over again. As I mentioned yesterday, as I dealt with them, the subject of generational curses. This is what evil spirits do. They pass from one generation after another. That's why there is a reality of generational curses. That's why there is a need for breaking of curses, curse breaking. Because demons like to pass from one generation to the next through the bloodline. And I'm telling you, one doorway, it's almost a guarantee that evil spirits will take advantage of is bloodletting, self-destructive behavior, any kind of violence, especially involves the shedding of blood. So here's a spirit we dealt with called Bach. He says, we've been here forever, the spirit boasted. We are here because of his ancestors' acts of murder. Now Bach battled us, but he was defeated as the Jesus within us is greater than these spirits that were in these Within this 47-year-old man, Bach, as as was the other demons, were sent to the pit. It's interesting. Another demon spirit that surfaced name, was named Joseph. They came to the family three generations ago because the men had sodomized themselves with objects, wore women's lingerie, and raped Nah, there's another one. Without getting into graphic detail, when there's rape, often there's shedding of blood. There's a spilling of blood. There's blood involved. Rape brings forth evil spirits. Perhaps you, my brother, perhaps you, my sister, you were raped as a child. Raped as a younger person. Perhaps you're undergoing rape at this very on this very day. That is an open door to evil spirits. You need deliverance. Now this sex spirit was driven out in Jesus' name, and yet there was an, yet another demon that surfaced by the name of Jasper. He too had been in the family for many generations, more than twenty nine generations. Due to the sins of masturbation and perversion, this spirit was cast out in Jesus' name. This is this is something we see over and over again, where ancestors committed some violence, rape, murder, assault, and evil spirits invaded these ancestors and have been passed down. Perhaps you have these urges. These desires to hurt people. You hear voices telling you to harm yourself, to do, to perform some kind of self-destructive behavior. You need deliverance, and that's why we're here. We want to help you. There's much more to talk about. 
And that's why we're doing these broadcasts. I'll be right, right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of two more real-life Jesus freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs. At first, the judge offered Nunilo and Elodia good Muslim husbands if they would recant Jesus. Then the two sisters were threatened with death. They responded, The transient riches of this world which you offer have no appeal. We count them as manure and loss that we might gain Christ. As for death, this final terror is a thing not to be feared, but desired, because through it we go without delay to heaven and to Christ, our bridegroom. The judge ordered these ninth-century women to be executed by the sword. May their words inspire all of us today. For more, go online to persecution.com. is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, The Supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. Ah, the shedding of blood. The spilling of blood will open your life to evil spirits. I see people mark themselves all the time through tattooing. Tattooing, there's an element of blood spilling. People are carving themselves with razors, with screwdrivers, with knives, with other sharp sharp objects, acts of self-mutilation. People are thinking suicide. They speak death over themselves constantly. I come across encounter individuals with self-destructive attitudes and behaviors all the time. And in each case, there's evil spirits involved. I'm telling you, my friends, when you are involved in self-destructive behavior, when you're involved in violence, when you're involved in bloodletting, when you're involved in some form where there's some kind of um, blood involved, participating in a blood ritual, undergoing an abortion, cutting yourself. All these things are gateways, doorways to evil spirits. 
And in the first segment of this broadcast, in this presentation, we dealt with some with some of these doorways. I'm going to continue on this because I feel there's a great need to deal with the, with spiritual issues that involve the blood. Life is in the blood. And the only way you can be set free from these these acts that open doors to demons is through the blood of Jesus. For it's the blood of the Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that's capable of setting you free. And I'm reminded in Holy Scripture, in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, Verse 5, the Apostle John writes, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from, a, from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. There's power in the blood. And I stand on that. We're going to talk about the blood on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of two Jesus freaks. One real life one fictional. The main character in the allegory, The Pilgrim's Progress, is named Christian. Millions of believers have been inspired by his perseverance as he journeys from the city of destruction to the celestial city encountering many pitfalls along the way. But did you know the author, John Bunyan, had his own challenges too? He served 12 years in prison for preaching without a license. But it was there that he was inspired to write that life-changing allegory. Bunyan once said, I never knew all there was in the Bible until I spent those years in jail. I was constantly finding new treasures. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com.
chapter 25 to visit those in prison leads most of us to imagine convicted inmates serving time in a local jail cell. We rarely consider the thousands of persecuted Christians imprisoned around the world this very day. Their only crime may have been owning a Bible, attending an underground church service, or proclaiming the gospel. Their prison may be a crude dungeon or a filthy hole in the ground. Their only visitors are diseased vermin, and brutal guards. Suddenly, Jesus' mandate to remember those in prison takes on a whole new meaning. For more, go online to persecution.com. Texas, Homewood Suites, Boardroom, Meeting Hall, 5620, Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. Now, these are free events. And I would encourage you, if you have an opportunity, to get to one one of these meetings. That's October 27th, which is a Saturday, October the 28th, Sunday, 5 p.m. Both serve, These are public services. Church of the Cross, public deliverance mission at the Homewood Suites. Make plans on being there. November, November the 3rd, another public meeting in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Hampton Inn and Suites in downtown Atlanta, International Board Room Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street, Northwest, in Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Now, November the 4th, another Public Deliverance Meeting, Grand Rapids, Michigan, at the Hampton Inn and Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5200 28th Street, Southeast, in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 17th, in South Florida, at the Hampton Inn <clears throat> Boardroom Meeting Hall. This is going to be in the Fort Lauderdale area, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue, in Pembroke Pines. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Now, there's going to be other meetings being scheduled. Even as I speak, we're, we're working out the details. We're going to be holding some meetings in New York City and Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 
and many other places. We'll be holding some meetings in the UK, various venues in Africa and in Asia. And we're going to be holding a one-night meeting in Honolulu, Hawaii, in December. I look forward to meeting all of you again next week. This is our pre-Halloween rally, October 27-28, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission at in Waco, just an hour south of Dallas, Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620, Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Make plans to be there. Fly in, drive in, take a train, take a bus. Get there somehow so we can help you. We'll be conducting public exorcisms in each meeting. In this broadcast, we've been dealing with the issue of bloodletting, self-destructive behavior, the marking of your one's body. These, these things open doors to evil spirits. And you need to close the doors. I mentioned how even acts of murder in prior generations could have been passed down unto you if there was the shedding of blood. And these spirits, these bloodthirsty spirits may have passed through the generations into your life. You need to be delivered. You know, four times I had to bring back a young lady from the dead. She had no pulse. Her body was limp. She had stopped breathing and was cold. She had no pulse, my friends. Stopped breathing. She was dead. I was involved in one of the most intense exorcisms in years. In a meeting just a few years ago in Austin, Texas, the demons were within the young lady who had traveled with her father to Austin to receive freedom from the demons that were tormenting her life. The first spirit that surfaced was a spirit named Blasphemy. He was quite aggressive and violent. took three men to hold her. And God's holy angels. He spoke in different <clears throat> demonic languages, crisscrossed her eyes, disfigured her body, manifested various burning smells within the room, exhibited unbelievable supernatural power, and was extremely blasphemous, hence the name blasphemy. As it repeated blasphemy in sort of like a Germanic-like accent, Now, during this battle, we utilize holy water, consecrated objects, praise, music, the scriptures, holy angels, and all these weapons, spiritual weapons, weaken the spirit. In fact, the spirit of blasphemy was literally burned by the consecrated cross when I placed it on her hand. I mean, her hand had physical marks that didn't hurt her, but it just, it just proved the power of the cross due to the cross burning her. But God healed her, and the marks were completely gone. We expelled hundreds and hundreds of these blasphemy spirits. Then there was a spirit called Destroyer. Destroyer surfaced and was entirely a different kind of spirit, a higher level demonic entity that literally put her to death at least four times. Could have been more than that. At the very least, four times during the exorcism, 
I've conducted 10,000 exorcisms, public and private. I've only known one person to die during an exorcism that I was conducting, and this was it. This was a strong spirit. (laughs) This was an extremely strong spirit named Destroyer. He literally put her to death during the deliverance. No pulse, no breathing whatsoever. A cold and limp body, no life. And her father standing right there looking at me, obviously. (laughs) As you can imagine, the lady's father was frantic. But he was a believer in Christ, and he was so he was strong, believing that God was going to raise her back. Of course, the father was concerned as he saw his dead daughter. He was a retired naval medic. He even checked her pulse. No pulse. No breathing. This woman had died. But with the commands of Jesus Christ, we spoke life and raised her back to life. I breathed. I literally breathed in her mouth. I breathed in her life, the life of the Holy Spirit, and she was revived. And in in each instance, every time this demon would put her to death, when she was in the state of death, I had to breathe life in her. Jesus answered her prayers and raised her back from the dead to life. Destroy her. He was there because prior generations were murderous and violent, shedding of of blood. This young lady wasn't violent, not that that I was aware of. It was her ancestors, but yet the spear passed through the bloodline. That's what I'm trying to tell you, my friends, in this broadcast. Perhaps you have a bloodthirsty spirit from prior ancestors, from prior generations. They open doors, and you have this spirit in you. I was, it was also interesting during this exorcism. While praying over her head, the demon snapped at me and got a hold of my right pointer finger and clamped down on it. And all I thought was, it's going to chew my finger right off. As it sneered and rejoiced that it had me, and it did have my finger. Oh, my Lord. The pain, my friends, was incredible and very intense, as you could imagine. I was very sore afterwards, but God healed me. This demon, even at one point, choked the father, spat in my face. These demons were violent. They disfigured the body, called for reinforcements. But I'm here to tell you God prevailed. Thousands of these spirits were driven out in the name of Jesus. I mean, these spirits had entered through ancestral Satan worship. There was violence. There was bloodshedding from many, many generations ago. But I rejoice in the goodness of God. As God is able to heal you, God's able to heal me physically, emotionally. He's able to deliver you. Just like He delivered this young woman from death, He could deliver you from the spirits of death, the spirits that drive you to think of suicide all the time, to think of or give you these crazy thoughts in your mind. Jesus conquered death through His blood. And I'm going to offer a special prayer for those listening to the broadcast right now so you can be set free from the powers of death. 
from the powers of death. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. up this is michael tate with news about another real life jesus freak born into a communist cuban home in 1985 rosa lived under the strict atheism of parents loyal to fidel castro but her great-grandmother secretly shared god's love with rosa and the seeds of faith planted by the old woman cultivated through prayer came to harvest when rosa received christ just a few years ago at boarding school she was the only christian so rosa did the same thing her great-grandmother did she shared the gospel And now she has three Christian friends she meets with in secret. Did you ever wish for more Christian friends? Maybe, like Rosa, you can make some yourself. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Jesus Freak Salute from the Voice of the Martyrs. After World War II, the border between Ukraine and Romania is heavily guarded for two reasons, to keep Ukrainians in and keep Bibles out. One winter night, Soviet guards spot four fresh sets of footprints in the snow heading toward the freedom of Romania and Western Europe. The guards hastily follow the tracks further and further away from the four Christians who had left those footprints. You see, the four men weren't escaping the Ukraine. They were Romanian missionaries carrying Bibles into the Ukraine. They had walked backwards across the border, leaving boot prints that led the Soviet guards the opposite direction. For more tales of creative outreach, go online to persecution.com. to this global presentation to hear me say those words that God loves you. 
the Lord Jesus Christ has great compassion. And I would love to meet with you in one of our meetings. But right now, as you're listening to my voice, you can be set free. You can be set free. That's beautiful. It's Jesus, as I just read here in Hebrews chapter 2. So that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. He can free you from the slavery. He could set you free right now. And I would encourage you to pray with me. In the name of Jesus, I break the curse of death. I break the curse of suicide. I break the curse of violence. I break the curse of bloodshedding. And I embrace the holy blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Evil spirits, let me go in Jesus' name. Release them right now in Jesus' name. And God's setting you free. Feel free to email me at j at jbartlett.org. I bless you, my friends, in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.